from the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. WIA Centenary Update. In this report, there's the latest news about the WIA Centenary Convention to be held in Canberra in just two weeks' time. The VK100 WIA special call sign heard on air and we have more details about the Iris contact to occur during the WIA Centenary Dinner. Now there are over 170 registrations received so far for the WIA Centenary Convention to be held in Canberra on the last Friday, Saturday and Sunday of this month. Proving to be very popular is the once-in-a-lifetime chance to see behind the scenes of Canberra's Black Mountain Communications Tower on Friday evening, plus dinner in the Alto Revolving Restaurant afterwards. So far, 140 people have registered for these activities. And about the same number have indicated that they will attend the WIA Annual General Meeting. Now the Saturday night centenary dinner, that's going to be a grand affair with over 170 people in attendance including international guests and VIPs. And the Partners Program, well that's got 35 people registered to enjoy a guided tour of some of the highlights of the nation's capital. Now for those who have already registered for the centenary convention weekend, your information packs were posted last week. And they contain a lanyard, an identification tag, a full set of WIA AGM Open Forum reports, a program guide and information on the interesting aviation and radio museum where the Sunday barbecue will be held. Now registrations must close. They must close on Monday the 24th of May. So to be part of this Memorial Weekend, get onto the WIA website right now and complete the online registration application. WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, launched the special call sign VK100WIA on Friday the 14th of May. Now that began the two weeks that the call sign will be used on or behalf of the WIA. From Western Australia, WIA Director Bob Bristow, VK6POP, put the call sign to air yesterday and today a member of the WIA Centenary Committee is doing the same. Amateur Radio Victoria, on behalf of the WIA, has the call sign on the 17th, 18th and 19th of May. This coincides with the opening of the ARV time capsule that was created during the WIA's 75th anniversary. WIA President Michael Owen, VK3KI, has been invited to open the time capsule at the Amateur Radio Victoria AGM on Wednesday the 19th of May. Next to use the call sign will be Amateur Radio New South Wales operating VK100WIA on behalf of the WIA on the three days, that's the 20th, 21st and 22nd of May. WIA Director Chris Platt, VK5CP, will be on the air with the call sign on Sunday the 23rd of May and of course the call sign will be heard during the WIA Centenary Convention in Canberra It'll be on the air from Wednesday the 26th through Monday the 31st of May. And from June, well that's when the WIA Affiliated Club's roster begins and runs through to the end of October. In June, a total of 10 clubs in VK2, 3, 5 and 7 will put VK100 WIA to air. And a reminder that all contacts made by VK100WIA will appear in the online log on the WIA website where clubs are able to enter their contact details in real time. 
Contacts with the special call sign are required to qualify for the WIA Centenary Award. And now for news about Iris making contact with VK100 WIA during the centenary dinner. I have on the line Tony Hutchison, VK5ZAI. Hello everyone. It has now been announced that astronaut Tracy Caldwell Dyson, KF5DBF, will be the astronaut speaking from space to this month's WIA centenary dinner in Canberra. This is her first mission on board the International Space Station, although she did fly in the Space Shuttle Endeavour in August 2007. Among her formal qualifications is a PhD in physical chemistry. Tracy is fluent in American Sign Language and conversational Spanish and Russian. Her hobbies include various sports as well as car repair and maintenance. Tracy is also a lead vocalist in the Houston-based all-astronaut rock music band Max-Q. As the ISS Expedition 23 flight engineer, Tracy is set to give a brief speech to the WIA Centenary Dinner on Saturday, May 29, before answering questions put to her by up to 10 students from Canberra's Trinity Christian School. This report from Tony, VK5ZAI. Thanks for that, Tony. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I also managed to catch up with Carl Palmer, who's VK1CP, VK2CP, about the RS contact. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Canberra. This morning I've got with me Carl Palmer, VK2TP. Now, Carl is the principal of the Trinity Christian School at Waniesta. Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Robert. Thank you for the chat. Thank you for uh, joining me. Now, the RS contact on the Saturday evening of the WIA Centenary Weekend here in Canberra, your school is providing kids to come and talk to the astronauts. That's right. Look, I would like to say thank you for the opportunity. Our students are very excited about uh, the prospects of speaking to astronauts on the International Space Station and are looking forward to the event. Have you ever done anything quite like this at your school before? I haven't done this at the school. I have been involved in building radio clubs within the schools that I've uh, been associated, but I do uh, do satellites myself from home. Now, on the night, the, uh, there'll be an opportunity to ask 10 questions of the astronauts on the space station. The kids that'll be involved, what age bracket are these kids? I think the best students to uh, take advantage of this would be our senior students, those in years 9, 10, 11 and 12. And so the, uh, the students have the opportunity to see the um, audiovisual um, DVD that you've provided with me. Thank you for that. It's exciting to see the, uh, the uh, contact that uh, Doncaster Primary School had. And uh, that will be a great stimulus as the students get ready for the, uh, the exciting event. And on the evening, of course, their uh, family and parents will be uh, invited and welcome to join us here at, uh, at Ridges Lakeside in the, uh, in the ballroom. Look, thanks for joining me this morning uh, on WIA News there, Carl, and we look forward to you and your kids being involved on the Saturday evening. Thank you, Robert. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Illawarra and south coast of New South Wales, it can be heard on Sunday mornings at 10am via the coast-linked VHF repeaters of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society on 146850, 146975 and 146675. Refer our website www.iars.org.au for information about the club and our meetings. I'm Tony Stone, VK2TS, President of the Illawarra Amateur Radio Society. WIA and the National News Service, I'm Graham VK4BB with home of the good guys. And Wal Dempsey, Victor Kilo 3, Whiskey Delta, turns 100 tomorrow, Monday, May 17. 
Although no longer on air, WOL, VK3WD, would no doubt be thrilled to be able to be remembered by email. Now, you can drop an email to his daughter, Kath, or a card to 12 Drovers Lane, Somerville, Victoria, with a postcode of 3912. And Kath's email address is in the text edition, best when you read, wia.org.au. Hams across Australia, just VK2 this week in the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day takes place in the Sea Scout Hall in Buller Street, Port Macquarie, Saturday the 12th and Sunday the 13th of June. All the usual attractions and events over the two days of the field day. And the popular field day smorgasbord dinner will be held at the Port City Bowling Club 6pm on the Saturday night. Visit the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's website for more details. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our band. Education, Youth and Advancement of Amateur Radio. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. HADARC, the Hornsby and Districts Amateur Radio Club, will be running examinations and practical assessments for all levels of licence on the morning of Saturday the 29th of May in Waitara, near Hornsby in Northern Sydney. Bookings are essential and those interested should contact the club promptly. The contact details and a contact form appear on their website. VK7 Southern News Congratulations to Thomas Karpiniak, VK7 NML and Andrew Welsh, VK7 AL for appearing on the University of Tasmania Dean's Roll of Honour for 2009 Thomas for his Bachelor of Engineering Studies and Andrew for his Bachelor of Science and Bachelor of Engineering Studies VK7 Licence Examinations There will be an assessment session for Standard and Foundation Licence on Tuesday the 18th of May at 7.30pm Candidates for Foundation Licence may also need to be available on Monday the 17th of May for the practical examination. If interested, then contact Reg VK7 KK on 0417-391-607. From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI. A number of people have asked us about the ACMA third discussion paper on the replanning arrangements for the 400 MHz spectrum released on 30 April. Because the annual RADCOMS conference conducted by ACMA was on the 5th and 6th of May, we thought it better to wait the discussion of the preliminary outcomes at that conference before commenting. The WIA provided detailed submissions to the two papers in respect of the 70cm amateur UHF band allocation. In addition, the WIA is a member of the ACMA 400MHz working group, where industry provided advice to ACMA on a number of important issues. The WIA was represented by WIA Director Peter Young, VK3MV. Peter also represented us at the RADCOM conference and tells us that he gained further insights on the likely impact to the amateur service in this band. As this item is being recorded, Peter is on his way to the USA to attend the Dayton Hamvention. Also at Dayton will be another WIA director, Chris Platt, VK5CP, both I hasten to add in a private capacity. 
Some people get all the luck. But in Peter's absence, here is Peter's report. ACMA has confirmed that the segment between 430 to 440MHz is out of scope for the purposes of the replanning exercise. Within this band, the amateur service is a secondary user to defence and these arrangements will continue into the future. In the most recent ACMA paper, arrangements for services including the bands allocated to the amateur service within the bands 403 to 430 MHz and 440 to 520 MHz are within the scope of this paper. In the spectrum segment 420 to 430 MHz, the amateur service has already been excluded in New South Wales, Melbourne, Perth and Sydney for use by government users. These exclusions will be extended to the rest of Australia over the coming years. The 440-450 MHz band, which was out of scope for the previous paper, is now within the scope of this paper. This band is included as an option to assist in the transition to a 10 MHz duplex frequency split in the 450-470 MHz band. Further information suggests that the use of this spectrum may be of a temporary nature and once the rearrangements are completed, this segment will return to the existing arrangements. The WIA will be consulted on the details and we will continue to highlight the amateur interests in the transitional arrangements. It should be noted that the transitional arrangements will take a number of years and will be the biggest rearrangement of UHF spectrum ever undertaken at the one time and will affect a wide range of industry sectors including police and emergency services, transport, utilities and the general communication sector. Of particular note is that ACMA has introduced the concept of increasing the number of UHF CB channels from 40 to 80 by the implementation of a 12.5 kHz channelisation with a corresponding phase-out of 25 kHz channel equipment. This will most likely take many years to occur where the availability and sale of equipment will be a big factor. At the RADCOM's 2010 conference, ACMA announced that it would be undertaking a series of spectrum tune-up sessions around Australia on the proposed arrangements for the 400 MHz spectrum. The WIA will be attending these sessions to provide the amateur perspective to the radio communications industry. ACMA has sought comments on the Way Ahead paper by 6th June 2010 and the WIA will be making a submission on the proposed arrangements. If you have any comments that could assist us, please send them to the WIA Secretary, Jeff Atkinson, at the WIA office, either by mail or better, by email to secretary at wia.org.au. That completes Peter's report. 
and this report on the 400 megahertz band. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Shepparton and Northeastern districts, it can be heard at 7.30pm Sundays on 146.650 2-meter repeater VK3RGV. I'm Neil, VK3KAL. Not a sound to be heard. We pause and remember another silent key. Two international silent keys, Don Johnson, W6AAQ, inventor of the screwdriver antenna, aged 91 when he passed, and famed DXO Vince Thompson, K5VT, passed away April 25. Thompson was best known as D-Expedition and known for activating many African countries and a founder of the Voodoo Contest Group. Silent Keys, K5VT, Vince Thompson, W6AAQ, Don Johnston. International news with thanks to RSGB, Southgate, Amateur Radio Club, the ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Yet another hamsat. South Africa AMSAT has announced that it will be building its own ham radio CubeSat. The project will involve radio amateurs and school students. The currently proposed payload includes a transponder with a 30 kHz bandwidth, a telemetry beacon and several science projects, but that's subject to change from the South African ham community. At this stage in the project, SA AMSAT is inviting input from that nation's amateur radio community before the final payload is decided on, and project teams will then be set up proposed 5 MHz changes in USA. The FCC is proposing replacing one of the five amateur radio channels in the 60 metre band and increasing the power level to 100 watts ERP. Acting on a 2006 petition for rulemaking filed by the ARRL, the FCC has issued a notice of proposed rulemaking to modify the rules that govern amateurs' secondary use of five channels in the 5 MHz frequency range known as 60 metres. The proposed changes would substitute a new channel for one that is seldom available because of occupancy by the fixed service, which is primary in this range. Also proposed is an increase in power from 50 to 100 watts effective radiated power and the addition of CW, PSK31 and Pactor 3 modes with provisions to ensure that such operations would be compatible with the primary service. In February 1991, the FCC dropped the 5 words per minute Morse code requirement for new technician licensees and in 1994, it created a new class of amateur radio license, the Technician Plus, also called Tech Plus. This new license differed from the Technician License in the Tech Plus licensees had passed the code test and had more operating privileges on HF. Patricia Williams, N3IGI of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, received her technician license on June 12, 1990. On March 21, 2000, she upgraded her license to Tech Plus and at the same time renewed her license now set to expire on June 12, 2010. This makes Phillips the last Tech Plus in the FCC database. If she renews her amateur radio license, she'll be a technician new US-based 4-metre beacon on the air. A United States-based 4-metre beacon is on the air, but it's not a ham radio system. On Monday the 3rd of May, the 70.005 MHz beacon using the experimental called WE9XFT took to the airwaves from Bedford, Virginia, with a power level that may make it receivable in the British Isles and other areas of Europe. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News, Felix VK4FUQ here. Special Events and On-Air Contest Column, Dateline 2010. June 12, WIA VK Trans-Tasman 160 metres phone. 
June 12 and 13, WIA worked all VK shires. June 19 and 20, WIA winter VHF UHF field day. July 3 and 4, NZAAT memorial contest. July 10, to be confirmed, WIA Jack Files contest. Awards. JARL to accept applications for IAAU Region 3 award at Dayton Hamvention. Representatives from the Japan Amateur Radio League will forward the applications to the New Zealand Association of Radio Transmitters, the awards administrator. NZAAT will then send applicants their award certificate with any endorsements after the Hamvention. Hamsey presents 7 QSOs will be awarded the basic award. Hamsey presents 15 QSOs, the silver endorsement, while those who present 20 QSOs will receive the gold endorsement. Special event stations, repeater, beacon, DX and net advice. World Fauna and Flora, WFF44, D-Expedition. D-Expedition call sign is VK4YN-P and will be operating on the 80, 40, 20, 15 and 10 metre bands. This is believed to be the first WFF44 activation of a national park in VK and will take place from 20 to the 23rd of May at Andara Volcanic National Park, which is located to the east of Mount Surprise here in far north Queensland. Grid locator is QH21IS. New repeater in southern VK7. A quick reminder by Damien VK7HDS who lets us know that there is a new 70cm repeater which will live on North Bruny Island covering the channel area. VK7RDS receives on 434.750 MHz. No tone is required. It has a four-minute timeout with an identifier every six minutes. Argentina, special amateur radio call signs. Amateur radio operators in Argentina will be celebrating their May Bicentennial Revolution this month. In commemoration, the Radio Club Argentino, RCA, National IIAU Member Society, has announced that all Argentine radio amateurs will be allowed to change their call signs prefixes between May 22 and 25 according to the criteria in the text edition of this news. Best read at wia.org.au Alpha Romeo Special Event Look for Franz PC2F to activate the special event call sign PC100AR between May 29th and June 26th. Activity is to celebrate the 100th anniversary June 24, 1910 of the famous Italian carmaker Alpha, later called Alpha Romeo, Activity will be on the HF bands. A special QSL card will be made after this period and will be sent via the Bureau or Direct. Also, an EQSL will be sent. New 10-metre FM repeater in Portugal A new 10-metre FM amateur radio repeater has come on the air in Portugal. Sponsored by the Ham Radio Association of Biera Alta, CQ0HIR operates on European repeater channel RH4 with an input of 29.5 and an output of 29.6 MHz. A 67 Hz CTCSS tone is required for access. CQ0HIR Early UK Radio Broadcasting A new website, MT2 Radio, celebrates the early years of radio broadcasting in the UK. With the 90th anniversary of the Dame Nelly Melba broadcast due in June, Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society member Jim Salmon 2EO RMI has made his own small tribute with a new website that celebrates the early years of radio broadcasting. The site includes documentaries to listen to or download, YouTube videos, a radio tuner page and features Chelmsford Calling, which is a web radio service playing easy listening and vintage music.
Dame Nelly Melba made a famous broadcast from station MZX at the Marconi New Street site in Chelmsford on June 15, 1920. The Chelmsford Amateur Radio Society are celebrating the anniversary with the special events station. GB90MZX Dame Nelly Melba was approached as the leading opera singer of her time and agreed for a large sum of money, paid by the Daily Mail, to sing on the wireless. A figure of £1,000 has been quoted, a lot of money in those days, bearing in mind you could purchase a London detached house for £500. Just prior to performing, our diva dame took a short walk around the workshop site. Pointing up to the wire suspended from the top of the two 450-foot masts, it was suggested that, from the top of the mast, her voice would be heard throughout the world. History records, she said, Young man, if you think I am going to climb up there, you are very much mistaken. I am Dame Elba. On the national news, we look at media and the Q News workbench, where we measure twice and cut once. The SARL RTA to offer three new construction kits. The first South African Radio Relay League's Radio Technology and Action Symposium will be held in Durban Saturday 29th of May. The program offers exciting presentations and discussions and this year three construction kits. The three kits on offer are a DSSS kit, 100 milliwatts on the 40 metre band, TDR, time domain reflectometry, 1 gigahertz sampling scope and a DSP kit, digital signal processing speaker kit. Media Watch and groups presenting this WIA National News Service still to come in the month of May. From Canberra, two broadcasts, the CRARC promoting the CRARC and the WIA GM on the 23rd and on the 30th, the VK100 WIA with WIA directors to join a live outside broadcast from Canberra. Now speaking of that live outside broadcast, we've been made aware that quite a few of the automated stations the people handling the IRL, IRL and uh, the Echolink are not subscribed, so they haven't been made aware of when they'll be able to get this live broadcast. So listen up. What's going to happen is that 8am Australian Eastern Standard Time, the broadcast will be done live from Canberra. At 8.35am Australian Eastern Standard Time, it will be decoded and placed on the website both the wia.org.au and on the WIAQ backup site. So you will not be able to get the news until at least 8.35 on that Sunday morning. Hey, g'day, I'm Peter, VK1NPW, President of the Canberra Regional Amateur Radio Club. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, all of you amateurs from around Australia attending the uh, WIA 100-year presentation here in Canberra. Uh, come and enjoy our fair city and hope to speak to you in person on one of our repeaters locally. This is VK1 NPW. Rewind, a look back at our history through the serialised written history by WIA Centenary Committee member Peter Wolfen and VK3RV, with assistance of others, that is being published in the WIA Journal Amateur Radio Magazine. With commercial broadcasting beginning, the experimenters were mostly confined to the higher frequencies or shorter wavelengths, thought to be of little value. However, the experimenters were about to experience another exciting time and arguably their greatest moments. The great DX explosion of 1923-24. This is the time when the world shrank for those experimenting with short waves. 
the American Radio Relay League, ARRL, and the WIA collaborated in what were called Trans-Pacific Tests in a bold attempt to receive wireless telegraphy from America. When many stations were heard in Australia, the newspapers eagerly reported the news and closely followed the advances being made in international communications. The Melbourne Argus, the 19th of June 1923, reported that Max Howden of Box Hill in Melbourne's east, having heard no fewer than 22 stations, Max went on to achieve the first two-way contact between Australia and America. Hi, this is Robert, VK3DN, again, this time with a look at the social scene. And in August, August the 1st in VK6, it's the Northern Corridor Group Hamfest. That's at Cyril Jackson Sports Centre in Ashfield. In July, July the 17th in VK3, it's the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. The start time for that one is 10am. And in June, June the 12th, in VK2, it's the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's 35th Annual Field Day. And in May, May the 29th to 30th, it's the WIA AGM Weekend in Canberra. This is your opportunity to be part of history in the making. Come and visit the Telstra Tower, meet Dick Smith, enjoy the weekend for everything it has to offer and everything that it will offer. Your registrations, get them in. Get them in by Monday the 24th. That's when our registrations close. Registrations are available via the WIA website. Well, that's it for this week. On behalf of VK3KI, VK3LAW, VK4FUQ and Graham VK4BB and yours truly VK3DN, thanks for listening to this week's WIA National News. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported, you decide.